guys, it's Nick and Chris back again with episode nine. My God, nine of the Secret Vault podcast, and we can't believe that it's episode nine. And I I can't believe we've been doing this for over um, almost two months now. Almost two months, yeah. This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. I love it. It's so weird. I I mean, we're still working out all the technical difficulties (laughs) because. Yeah. It's difficult. But yeah, we're not pros yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Um, but yeah, so today this episode is going to be kind of talking about our end of difficult friendships that we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two pretty significant ones that were difficult for us and we had to make some hard decisions and um, we kind of want to just dive into that and more so how we felt and like our views on it because I know that there can be so many different views right um and I know for me it was like very conflicting to like make the decisions that I did absolutely there's so many different sides right and even though we were dealing with two different people and two different situations I feel like we experienced a lot of the same emotions and difficult decisions that we had to make and feeling like we didn't know if we were doing the right thing or handling things correctly so we figured we're gonna chat with you guys because we're sure that you guys have gone through it too and you know just kind of like tell our side of it that maybe we didn't really want to share with everybody else because it's not it's not the funnest topic (laughs) It's not. It's really not. But I think that there's so many people out there who deal with this. And, like, Mm -hmm. to be honest, it's a situation that's so much more normal than, like, anybody thinks. Like, when it's happening to you in the moment, you're obviously frustrated and... Definitely. You can't believe that this is happening to, like, you and your friendship. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think it happens way more often than anybody really thinks so I'm sure everyone has a story has a you know some version of what you and I both went through with completely different people in our lives right and I feel like a lot of people feel like they shouldn't talk about it because either they don't want to betray their friend by telling you know a difficult situation that they're going through or they feel like they don't know if they did the right thing, so they kind of want to just keep it to themselves to keep people from judging. So I feel like it's a good thing that we're that we're taking the time to make a serious episode, kind serious of. Episode. Kind of. I mean, yeah. not really. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to yeah, make fun I mean, of ourselves a lot, but. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's, like, hard because I think both of us are the same types of friends in Mm -hmm. our friendships where all we want to do is help that other person and at least in my situation it was like a decision I've never had to make before right absolutely and I don't think you have either you Mm -hmm. had either yeah no this person yeah and I think the main idea of this type of I don't want to call it like a problem but an issue between friends is like you think you make these friends that you're supposed to be friends with forever and Mm -hmm. through anything and no matter what I'm going to support you and no judgment and all of that stuff right but then 
at the same time you're like okay is this friendship serving me well though like right am i becoming a person that i don't like because of a friendship that's in my life it's this mm-hmm. give and take of what's best for me and am i being a good friend and is that more important to me like where's that line and what mm-hmm. are the boundaries right and that is so hard oh to it's like so hard walk that line definitely do you want to do you want to get into some specifics <laughs> yeah yeah so for this episode my um friend her name is rita mm-hmm. um and a little bit of backstory i met rita in college mm-hmm. we weren't friends for like the first i don't know year or two like halfway through my second year of school we became like closer and hanging out more and um it was a group of us so we didn't really start off as friends just the two of us but Mm -hmm. through having other friends who were similar and like I don't know in the same friend group we became closer Mm -hmm. so that carried on even through graduation and for a few years after that and you know we went we ended up living in different places. Yeah. We stayed in contact, you know, as much as we could. Phone calls, I'd visit, she would visit. Mm-hmm. Um, and our group was still, you know, friends, all, all of us together. Right. So it's not like it was just me and her. But um, she got a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, it was, I mean... To be honest, it was never great, even from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think that all of us kind of assumed that, all right, this would be a little thing, a little fling. And then she would say, all right, I can't handle this. I can't deal with this anymore. Let's right. let's break up. Right. And I think that's what we were all hoping for. However, mm-hmm. did not happen that way. Right. Um, they are, to this day, I believe, still together. As far as, and, huh? as far as you know <laughs> as far as I know the last I heard so um and I could not stand him mm-hmm. I and it was basically just who he was as a person I know is not what she deserves right and I think that was the hardest part for me was I didn't trust him with her whatsoever. Right. And the fact that I'm, you know, far away and I can't be there for her all the time and I can't just be, like, that house for her, that apartment for her where she comes and Mm -hmm. stays when she needs it, she was, it was just her. Right. So, and there were some bad situations Mm -hmm. going on where you hear the stories and you would be like, what the actual hell? Like, what? are you doing like how are you possibly still looking at this person and you're not disgusted right and saying like this is my person this is who I want to spend the rest of my life with I'm like in my head I'm like how can you see a life that Mm -hmm. is one that you've pictured for yourself with this person like there's there's no way there's no chance so and I saw her like giving up a lot of things that were important to her for him Mm -hmm. and I was not okay with it and it literally angered me like it was any time that I would 
talk about it or like talk to her I would end up hanging up the phone like so angry and frustrated mm-hmm. that I couldn't get through to her that like you deserve better like it wasn't right. even like you're being stupid or you're being a bad person it wasn't that at all it no. was like she was also so much like me where she thought that she could fix this person and she right. didn't want to leave him yep. alone and he had a lot of issues and yeah. this is where the line is hard because do I commend her for sticking by someone who needs somebody like anybody because right. without her I don't I'm not sure who he would have like right. yes but at the same time the person that I met and the person that I was friends with mm-hmm. is no longer that person whatsoever and it's because of this man right and it I, and and my last kind of conversation with her was we are now getting to a point where I have to think about my future mm-hmm. and I'm looking at your future saying it doesn't align with mine right and you won't be at my family parties because right. I will not allow him at my family parties when I one day have kids when mm-hmm. I one day have like you know a family right you won't be auntie and uncle there right so and because I, I can't I'm not there's no way I'm allowing mm-hmm. this person in my life right so therefore I don't know how to allow you in my life right because and, you know when somebody's that seriously in a relationship they're a package deal and you can't look at one of them and say listen you're my friend but your significant other can't come because if their relationship is has any respect to it they're not gonna be okay with that they're gonna look at you and say well that's my significant other so it forces your hand to say well I'm sorry then you're out too and no one wants to do that no, and you don't want to be the one who is making... I didn't want to be the one to make Rita mm-hmm. choose between me and him. Right. Because I wouldn't want someone to do that to me either. Right. But I also have to think about myself and this person. I don't want him around me. I don't want him around my friends. I don't want him around my family. I felt very strongly about that. hmm And it was crazy because again like one of the last conversations we had was her kind of I think seeing we thought I thought it was her seeing you know the light seeing finally Mm -hmm. I don't deserve this I'm done with this right these are all the red flags you were right like Mm -hmm. literally those words were said like you were right I should have listened to you Mm -hmm. everything and then within days it went right back to what it was before. And I was like, I can't. I don't have the energy to be on right. this roller coaster with you. Yep. And that's hard. It's like, so hard. On my end. To be like, I'm not going to be there for you. Right. It's. And that's what I had to say. It's so rough to have to look at somebody that you genuinely love and didn't really ever think was not going to be a part of your life mm-hmm. and say... I'm sorry, but the person you love is the reason why I can't, I can't handle it anymore. Like that person has poisoned your life so much that standing here watching you drowned with them is too painful. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. It's the worst. It was such a one-sided, in my eyes, um, Mm -hmm. I know it wasn't in hers and I don't, 
it's hard because I don't blame her for that either. I don't. Yeah. You're in it. Right. It's so hard to see a relationship that is volatile when mm-hmm. you're in it. Right. And then you have them in your ear. I hear all the bad stuff. Right. She has the bad stuff. And then the few moments where he is the person that, like, she did fall in love with and she does want to be with. Mm-hmm. The problem is the bad outweighs the good. Right. Immensely. Right. Immensely. There's no, like, mm, it's kind of like 60-40 right now. And it could be 50-50 at some point. Right. And we're working towards it. It was never no, like that. Not even close. Not from the beginning. Right. So... I don't know. It was one of the hardest decisions, and I was upset on the phone with her. And, I mean, she took it, honestly, pretty well. Um, I think she saw it coming. I was going to say that. that, I did too. Yeah. I don't think that it was a surprise to her. And I basically said, you know, call me when he's not in your life anymore right open door policy you can come back but these are the stipulations yeah because I was like I I truly hope that one day you realize that this is not right for you Mm -hmm. that this is if you take a look at any of the relationships that we were all in in our friend group right it was vastly different like night and day so Mm -hmm those that those are the people I'm choosing to surround myself with right the people who you know are good for me who mm-hmm. make me a better person who I want to emulate not right you know and and it's one thing to want to save somebody and to help them and mm-hmm. know that that can be done right there was no place for me there right I wasn't I wasn't a helping voice in her life Basically, I was just a, a sounding, sounding board. board. Yeah, I think that's the right way to put it. Like, yeah. Like, nothing mm-hmm. I said. Resonated with her. Resonated at right. all with her. Yeah. Right. It was just, a, I was a place mm-hmm. to vent and then cry about it right. and then go back and do the same exactly. thing over and over again. And I was like, I can't mm-hmm. do this. This is the definition of insanity. Right. Like, and I and making myself yes. insane. I would be so upset mm-hmm. about it at the end of the day. And I'm like, this does not, this is not my right. life. Exactly. Like, this should not affect exactly. me this much. And it's because I loved her so much. Like, she was one of my best, best yeah. friends. I couldn't handle it No, anymore. it gets so really heavy. I made the decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, that's the part where you are supposed to be, you know, this friend and, have unconditional right. love and that's just not real that's not well I feel like it is and it isn't because you do still love her and if she were to be able to make that decision in her life to do better and she came to you like all right I did it like I I left this poor situation and I really need support I know you would be there to support her it's 100%. just watching somebody do the same thing over and over and over again. It starts to affect right. your mental health also and your friendship. But that, right, but that is conditional. Yeah. You know what I mean? That That's a condition. Yeah. Like the only, it's not like, uh, unconditional to me is my mom will love me unconditionally. Yeah. I could 
go to jail i could kill somebody <laughs> i could set a house on right. fire i could do anything yeah. and my mom would still love me that's true <laughs> I, I don't know but, but yeah i get like what you're friendships, saying friendships don't they, like you can't be that right. way with everyone no you, you can't can't be especially when it's so bad for you as well like I struggled with that because I was like I want to be that person I've been that person for for a lot of my friends right. where you know you can come to me and there's no judgment you can come to me and I won't I'm not gonna be like I might tell you that I disagree sure. or that I don't think what you're doing is right but I'm never gonna be like I'm not being friends with you if right. you do that I don't like you because you do like no, because I can see both right. sides. This was one of the situations where I could not see. I could. That, that was the thing. I could see the other side. I disagreed with it so much and knew that it would affect my life, and it already was, that I couldn't, I couldn't let right. that happen. Yeah. So it's so weird to think about, you know, you think that you can give unconditional love to all of these mm-hmm. people in your life, but at the same time, it's it is yeah. conditional i'm not yeah. gonna let anybody do anything to me and love them unconditionally yeah. of select right. people very right. few yeah. people in my life and i've made that circle right. small now. you have to honestly because you can't give everybody right. unconditional love there's just that's just not no. realistic no yeah so i know that there's probably people out there who feel like well you shouldn't have like, what if she really needs you? You should be t- there for her through everything. And, like, maybe some of you are in that type of friendship where you're feeling the same mm-hmm. way I was, where, like, it's affecting me too right. much. But I also don't want to be that friend who just gives up. Like, it feels like right. giving up. But you have to do what's best for you exactly. as well. Like, at the end of the day, this is your yes. life. And they're doing whatever they want in theirs. And you have to do whatever you want. In yours That's as well. exactly what I was just going to say is that if you're a good, supportive friend and you've been there and you feel like you have done the very most you can possibly do as a supportive friend, and now that person's decisions is starting to affect your mental health and your friendship, it's not the same friendship anymore. Because you're not picking up the phone excited to speak to that person anymore. Now you're picking up the phone dreading what's coming. Like in in my situation with Tori, I had a really hard time, not only with her boyfriend, who that was that was a huge chunk of the problem, but he was only a yeah. piece of the problem for me. The other part of it, he like created <laughs> the problem, and then it just I feel like inv- like it spiraled. Yeah, and what do you call that spider? <laughs> yeah it created a much bigger issue than it was but I mean to begin with we had very different lifestyles and we had very different um like you know just ideas of fun and you know one of us really liked to party a lot more than the other and for a long time I didn't mind being the wing woman and you know being there for those nights but I got to a point where I did not like who I was in the morning like after we'd spent a night full of drinking and taking shots upon shots upon shots and then I wake up and I don't fully remember my night I got to a point where I was really embarrassed by that and I didn't like it and I didn't like hearing stories about myself 
and Tori didn't seem to mind. Like it's it was a good time to her to get to that blackout point yeah, and your yeah, so different. Like, yeah, right. and that was a that was one of the big parts for for me because I would want to hang out and have a, a relaxing night. Let's just sit on the couch and hang out and maybe have two glasses of wine and chit chat and turn on some trashy TV and you know just kind of be there for each other and for her it was like sometimes that was enough that's not fun but it was rare yeah it was far more often that she wanted to meet out somewhere have drinks go to a bar where she knew she was going to see everybody that she knew because in my town it's small and downtown is like reunion town (laughs) it's like the high school reunion all the time and I hated that. And it's not like she took, it's not like she took no for an answer right. either. Like I feel like you could say, okay, we'll go out and don't drink and right, like be that mm-hmm. person where you're like, okay, I'll be there, I'll have fun with you, right. But that wasn't fun right, for her. exactly. What she wanted was you to be on yes. her level, like that. Then it's she would just be like, okay, well then, I'm right, in here exactly. You're not gonna drink with me and get right. Drunk with she you, wanted so. a drinking buddy, just so like. So everybody knows. Not, you know, <laughs> yeah, that you're not the person who's just like, I can't go out. And no, like I can. can. Yeah. It was just an expectation right. that you were supposed to up, up, right? Hold, yeah, pulled. I can't speak tonight. <laughs> I mean, and then on top of that, I mean, at at the time where things started to get really rocky, and I mean really rocky, meaning like I was really growing to despise her boyfriend and. She was living far away, so to see her wasn't convenient. Like, she was right around the corner anymore like she used to be. And I was working two jobs and thinking about starting school up again. She was just in, like, full-on party mode. And it was near impossible for us to hang out without her wanting to go out. And I just... I little by little stopped making time for that because I didn't enjoy it. I wasn't enjoying it. And she frequently, she would make a big deal about seeing me when things were bad with the boyfriend. And it made me frustrated because I would hear the same issues over and over again. And it was always the same way of numbing the pain of going out and drinking as much as possible and I could see it for what it was and I I just didn't like it and it wasn't what I wanted for me and on the nights that I would give in and go drink with her I was so mad at myself the next day so mad at myself like you knew you didn't want to do that why weren't you strong enough to say no but I would have this really really weird guilt and it because you knew if yeah. you said no, then you wouldn't right. see her. You guys wouldn't yep. hang out. And you knew that that friendship would start to dwindle even more than it already right. was. And, I mean, you guys were friends oh, for yeah. so long. Yeah, it's we, hard for you as well to yeah. think about, like, that friendship not being in right. your life. So, so, like, a little bit of backstory. Tori and I met in high school, um, like, early in high school. Sophomore year is when we, like really got to know each other junior year and senior year we got very close and from then on it was like 
we were always together. We were always around each other. We were inseparable for the most part. And then the older we got, the more we started to change. And it was like she grew more and more into the party scene and I grew less and less interested. And she would get upset if I would say like, oh, I can't go out. I'm sorry, I have a paper to do. Or, you know, I'm working until 10 and I started working, you know, I left for work at 6 a.m. and I'm not getting out until 10 p.m. because I worked a double. So like, I'm really sorry, but I don't want to rush to the bar to make it for last call. Like it just wasn't a priority for me to do that. It was more of a priority for me to work as much as possible so that I could save money. And I mean, we were both living with our parents at the time. Like I just wanted my own place. I wanted independence. I wanted to be able to go buy a brand new bed set. <laughs> like, like These are the things that were screaming my name. And for her, it was like, I'm trying to get a new outfit. I'm trying to get bottle service. I'm trying, you know, to take as many pictures as possible for social media and look amazing. And there's nothing wrong with that when you're in your early 20s. It just wasn't something that I was, yeah, I wasn't enjoying it. It wasn't making me feel good. And of course, everybody enjoys getting dressed up and going out sometimes, but it felt like it was getting to the point where that was the only way for us to hang out. And I just, I couldn't do it. And then especially when the, the boyfriend, he was very, oh, he was not an easy one to get along with, guys. I mean, he literally would like make it a point to piss me off. And I was not, <laughs> I was not good at holding my tongue. Like, if he would say something rude, I would immediately call him out on it. And then they were fighting because he's like, why do you even bring her around? She's no fun. All right. Well, I won't come around. And then, you know. Yeah, you're like, I don't want to be Right, exactly. And not only me, but like so horrible toward her. Like the the way he would speak to her was awful. And I just didn't understand. And I mean, like from the first time we met, he was wildly disrespectful. And I can take a joke, but. He wasn't wasn't a good guy to anybody. It like wasn't even personal. It was just. It was just him. He was literally just yeah. an asshole like and he thought it was funny yeah. and he didn't care what anybody thought like, cheater he was aggressive he was disrespectful he was just rude he he just thought like the more hurtful a thing he could say the funnier it was to him and you could yeah. see it in his eyes that he did not give a fuck and I think that that was the hardest part for me was that like I can't be around somebody like that I can't hold my tongue I'm not good at it I try really hard to be a neutral party and try not to make anybody uncomfortable but if I'm feeling like somebody's crossing line I can't stay quiet and it was really ruining our friendship that I would speak up and she would be like please stop don't say anything to him right because it would cause a problem for her later mm-hmm. on with him and that that's where it gets to be a toxic friendship and it already was a toxic relationship right. and it made you have to make a decision and it made her almost have to make a decision right and it's classic yep. him trying to isolate exactly her. and it was to the point where literally myself and her two other best friends had to get together and make an agreement to take a step back because we just could not take 
him and we couldn't we couldn't say anything to her because she would immediately defend him and get upset with us and it was the hardest thing because we knew that we were kind of leaving her on her own but at the same time none of us could stand him none of us could stand watching him hurt her anymore and watching her self-destruct and like his lifestyle was super unhealthy and she was just along for the ride it was just it was you couldn't reason with her at that point she was so on the hook and she didn't want anything else like she wasn't she didn't want better she didn't want a different situation she just wanted us to be there and let it be and none of us could do it right you're like I'm I can't do that because a friendship to me means I'm trying to be the best version of myself Mm -hmm. for you and I expect the same and I can't like knowingly approve Mm -hmm. and like right that's what it felt like like that's not in my nature and that's not it felt like I was enabling an addict that's what it felt like right like I feel like a bad friend absolutely and you feel like I'm a bad friend for not not right but she wouldn't it's not like she would do the same for me like if if I was having a hard time with you know my boyfriend um or even like at one point Mr. J and I were together and before we had you know went our separate ways and and it was like any little thing that he did like god forbid he went out with his friends (laughs) oh you're okay with that you're okay with being left at home by yourself like i'm like you want me to go out with you by ourselves right so if you want me to go out with you and have girls nights how can you expect him not to have boys nights Mm -hmm. i'm like if we're being honest, Mr. J had a lot of boys nights in the beginning. <laughs> that was his jam. That was his, yeah. It his was. Lifestyle. And it took and it, it took an adjustment period of us getting to a place where I was like, I have no issue with you having boys nights. I fully am going to have girls nights and I, I expect you to be fine with that. However, I do think that, you know, there should be some type of boundaries with it. And... Right, you're like I would like to have some normal nights with right. you and have a normal yeah, life and I mean we're not just that's an adjustment period hanging out in between the boys and right, girls right exactly and I just feel like that's a normal adjustment period. He wasn't disrespectful toward me. He didn't tell me you know no. that like well if you don't like it too bad like it was never like that. I was just gonna say that that's the reason why she thought that like you were crazy for letting him go right. out because. In her mind, in her relationship, not even in her mind, in her relationship, if he went out, that was a problem oh, yeah. for her because she didn't 100%. trust him for good yeah. reason. And so when she saw Mr. Mm-hmm. J do it and she saw that you were mm-hmm. okay with it, she was like, how can you be? When my boyfriend right. goes out, all hell right. breaks loose. And you're like, well, my boyfriend respects right. me. It's so different. it's hard for her to be like... She's in it. Oh, she yeah. in it. Like, and when mm-hmm. it's bad, you have a hard time seeing anything yeah. else. So she mm-hmm. she couldn't. She literally didn't have enough energy or anything right. else in order to put herself into a friendship and be the friend that she mm-hmm. used to be. All of her energy had to go to this situation she was in with her right. boyfriend. Because... If she didn't, it was going to blow up. Exactly. And (laughs) 
in a way, it was like with Rita where like certain times she would reach a limit where she would be like, you're absolutely right and I'm done with him and the way he speaks to me is not okay and, you know, I'm never going to allow somebody to treat me this way anymore and, you know, she would list out all the terrible things about him but it would literally take a matter of days until he was back at her house and she wouldn't tell us. She wouldn't let anybody know that they were back together. She would just, hey, you want to come over and I'll make mac and cheese? Yeah, sure, that sounds great because that's actually what I want to do with you. And then I'd show up and he'd be on the couch like, yo, what up? And you're like, I would not have 100%. if I knew. And that's why she didn't yes. tell you because she yep. knew that. It's, a, it's, it's tough because you, in your mm-hmm. mind, you're like, they're in it. And yeah. like I just said, they're in it. They don't realize how bad right. it is. But then at the same time, their subconscious is saying, well... I'm not going to tell Chris because she's going to be mad that he's here. Yes. But I want her to be here. And I know that if I invite her over and make mac and cheese, that'll make her happy. And then maybe it'll just blow over that he's here. Exactly. Like, there's a part where they're so in it. Like, you are so in this bad situation that you can't see how bad it is. But subconsciously, Mm -hmm. your brain knows that this is not a good situation. Like, you're doing things knowing that it's a bad situation. Exactly. not telling people. Yeah. You know, trying to make things sound better than they are. Like, mm-hmm. we all, we've all been there. We've all done it. Oh, yeah. It's just how long are you going to allow it in your life? Right. That was my issue. Right. And it got particularly complicated when they had a baby together. Yeah. Because at that point, <laughs> it was like, okay, well, obviously now he's really not going anywhere. Whether you guys stay together or not, he's always going to be the father of your child. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, I really tried. I tried so hard to really, really be supportive and just be there and at the very least be supportive of her and being a part of her child's life regardless of who the father was and how we got to this place. I remember planning the baby shower and she was at work and he showed up to her mom's house while we were planning and he told us that he picked out a ring and I got so sick to my stomach in that moment because on the one hand I wanted to be so excited for my friend because I knew that all she wanted was now that she was having his baby for them to be a family and put the bullshit aside and to just be yeah, be grown ups, yeah, and and have a real genuine family and relationship and something you know beautiful. Mm-hmm. So we all want, but I also knew that wasn't really going to happen. Doesn't matter how beautiful the ring was. It didn't matter if there was a grand proposal. He was who he was. And none of that was going to change it. And the unfortunate thing is the only reason that this ring even came about was because there was a baby. Exactly. And you can't fix all your problems and neither can a ring. No. And unfortunately, I mean, in a lot of situations, a baby is a make or break. Like in a lot of times they, they break up a couple because it's a high stress situation. And there was just... I hate to say it, but there was just no shot. (laughs) 
there was no shot that he was going to all of a sudden flip a switch, figure out how to speak with respect and be a good boyfriend. It would all change that drastically. No, it just doesn't happen like that. And I wanted it for her so bad, but I knew deep down that it it was not going to happen. And that ring never happened. She never saw it. Yeah, exactly. He chickened out. Just like the fucking pussy I knew he was. (laughs) Sorry. That's the thing is like we're so much more, I'm so much more upset with the boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Definitely. In the situation. Definitely. That's the part that made me so mad and made you so mad. And Mm -hmm. you feel so sad for your friend right you know how much better they deserve like you know how good of a person they are like such a good human that is the most frustrating part it's like you should not be with this person like and i don't know so how to do it without maybe committing murder right that you actually cannot be with this person honestly it's it's so painful to watch a person who you know is just so genuine and kind and would just do anything for the people that they love bend over backwards to the point where they're breaking for a human who might have some type of love for them but not a true genuine love no right because if it was they wouldn't put them through that right just selfish complete i think that's one thing that they had in common is that their boyfriends were completely self-absorbed human beings like I don't even know if they're capable of loving another human because they were so selfish yep it's and there was so like hard. so much that you know th- that has to do with how they're brought up what oh, their yeah. life was like and for like sure. a lot of those things are not something that they signed up for or that they wanted like right. nobody wants to be a bad person but no, of course not it also was very apparent that both of these people mm-hmm. were not going to change. Like, no. there was talk of it. There was, sure. you know, I, I want to change and I want to be there for you. Yeah. Whatever they all say. Yeah. It's, it was never going to happen. It would happen for, mm-hmm. like, two days and mm-hmm. then go right back to what they were doing. Exactly. It would, it would always be some type of speech or, like, this one gesture that Mm -hmm. I mean I don't know about Rita but I can tell you for sure for Tori it was like not even close to a grand gesture it was like a totally basic boyfriend task or duty or whatever like something you would fully expect from a boyfriend like oh my girlfriend's having a rough day I'm gonna bring her home a bottle of wine and a and flowers Like, Mm -hmm. something you would just expect to happen from time to time. If he would do that, it was like the world stood still and she was just madly in love. Yep. That's exactly how it was for Rita, too. And I would just want to shake her and be like, do you understand that you're an amazing human being and that you could easily find a man who would do that for you just because it's a Tuesday? Right, exactly. I and just never don't get it. you in the first place. Exactly. Like, and never put you down and say horrible things to you, let alone in right. front of your friends. Like, everybody gets into fights. Everybody says things they don't mean from time to time. But, like, if you are repeatedly 
around your best friend and their significant other and they there's just being called brutal names mm-hmm. how do you want to stay in that relationship it's I it's i mean i would not be able to last I mean, <laughs> i'm too outspoken I mean, for that i'm and i'm the one who's like Mm. Mm. you blinked four times instead of three so I think I'm gonna go now I'm, like I, I literally go. am like yeah there's one thing that happens or there's one thing wrong and I'm like yeah so I don't think this is gonna work out so it was great doing this with you I'm gonna move on like <laughs> I wish you guys understood how cutthroat Nick is like it's not a joke this poor guy could like accidentally put on a blue sweater and she'd be like, God, I hate blue. You gotta go. <laughs> I read somewhere that blue means you're a serial killer, so you gotta go. <laughs> I'm not looking to die anytime soon. Sorry. So. Better safe than yeah. sorry. <laughs> I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten better, but I also think that was in my, like, you know you have those gut feelings. Yes. You just know mm-hmm. that this person is not right for you. Yes. Absolutely. And they could be a great person. Sure. And for me, a lot of the times it was like, he's a good guy. Yeah. You know, he's, he's the guy that you do want to date or you yeah. should date. But there was something Something's that was just not off. right. Yeah. So the moment that something happened or I would take it as my, you know, get out of jail. Mm-hmm. Car, like I would literally be like, right. Okay. So here's my chance and I'm out. Yep. Because. I also don't want to hurt this person. Right. Because they're a good person and they don't deserve it. Right. You're just not my person. Right. So, and I mean, as I got older, that would be my, like, when you're young, you're like, I don't know how to say that. But Mm -hmm. as I got older, I would be better at, you know, okay, yeah, see, this is just something that, Mm -hmm. it's not for me. And it would be something small, but Mm -hmm. like, I knew that it just wasn't right for me. Right. Yeah. So I ended it. Right, yeah, because <laughs> that made me seem it was cutthroat. no, it did, but, but it was great. Know what I want? I wish there was like some way for you to teach more young females how to be that way. Because I swear, too many of us stay in relationships because you're like, well, he's a good guy. It's not that you don't I should be with him, maybe. Right, like you don't have to break up with somebody because they're a good human being. Like you don't have to stay with them. I mean, it. It, it doesn't mean that they're a bad person for you wanting to break up with them. It just means that they're not the right person for you. And it's so funny to me how drastically different you are because you would see it almost instantly. Like you would know within like a couple of dates. Like, nope, something's not right. Something's not aligning. I'm not willing to risk yeah. that like it never does line up. So I'm just going to nip it in the bud. Whereas we watched two of our very close friends just suffer just keep going just keep, keep suffering going, keep going, and keep it's going, like and man expect something to change right it's never gonna change and I, I truly never thought that you know you'd find like i'd find somebody that mm-hmm. i know i know that nobody's perfect i'm not looking for like perfect but i'm looking mm-hmm. for the person who those things that you know may scare me or may Mm -hmm. not even scare that's not the right word but 
Everybody fights. Everybody gets in arguments. Of course. You can't live with one human for the rest of your life and never fight and never argue and never be annoyed. No. It's just not going to happen. That's not real. But I was looking for the person where my feelings and, like, the love that I had for that person outweighed that. Right. And those things that, like, may annoy me or may make me uncomfortable or Mm -hmm. those things, like... They weren't bad things. No. You know? And they weren't, like... I don't even know how to explain it. It's so hard to explain. I could explain to you all day, like, how I felt when Mm -hmm. I knew it wasn't right. Right. I mean, do do Big Easy and I fight? Yeah. Of course. Do we get in arguments? Yeah. Of course. Is he annoying sometimes? Yes, I'm (laughs) sure I'm annoying, too. Exactly. And we'll both tell you that, but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like... We have the most fun together, and right. he's, like, such a good, I hate to say good guy, but, like, he's an actual good guy. And right. Like, the things that he values and the things that I value are the same. And yes. we are literally, like, in each other's brains all the time. Yes. Like, you truly do find your best friend. Yes. And then all of those things that may mm-hmm. have made me run before don't matter. Because right. there's so much more that does. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just, like, what I had to find. Yes. But I think that in, for other people in relationships, other mm-hmm. women in relationships, you kind of take those feelings and you push them down. Because right. you're like, well, I don't want to be alone. And right. I want to be in a relationship so bad. Right. I was happier mm-hmm. <laughs> before, like, when I was just, dating people and trying to figure out mm-hmm. figure it out I was happier single oh yeah and I needed to find the person who made me happier in a relationship exactly than I was single right so I don't know how to explain it I probably did an awful job explaining <laughs> it but that's what you that's what you need to wait for and for you right. and I it's so hard to like have it mm-hmm. and watch our friends yes exactly just keep wasting their time exactly like like you can't you have to stop right and I don't know how to explain it right it's just a feeling exactly and like I struggled so badly with knowing like just like you said like Mr. J is not perfect I'm not perfect (laughs) you know we we all have our flaws but I feel like our values aligned like you said and one of the biggest things for me was the way I'm spoken to and yes. maybe that's why Tori's boyfriend irked me so much because just the way he spoke to her and not only just her but like her friends me her other friends everyone everyone it just oh it burned me yeah, up you have no respect for not a single person literally no like, one and Mr. J has never and I do mean ever so much as called me a bitch it doesn't matter how heated our arguments are we don't we don't call each other names we don't look at each other and tear each other down regardless of how badly we're fighting like and and I'm not saying that good couples don't do that sometimes a lot of good couples do that sometimes sometimes that's just how people fight But I knew that for me to be in a successful relationship, I couldn't be with somebody who fought like that. Exactly. We can can fight and we can have brutal arguments sometimes, but not in that way. And I mean, I guess 
a piece of it was me just having to accept the fact that that was something she was going to allow and I just couldn't be around it yeah because it was something that burned me up to the point where I was then getting mad at her for allowing it and I didn't want to get mad at her I wanted to be supportive I wanted to be there and remind her that none of the things he was saying were true and she shouldn't you know allow anybody to talk to her that way but it's like you can tell somebody that over and over and over again until you're blue in the face they have to do something about it and she she wasn't yeah and she wasn't she was just accepting it like as if those things were true it's so painful or or that they would change one day right one day he wouldn't say these Mm -hmm. things he got it all out now right you know, or I can change right. those things and he'll stop saying Right, or if I you treat know? him good enough, one day he'll realize yes. that these things aren't true and he'll, you know, he'll appreciate me for all that I've done. So I'm just going to do more and more and more and it never comes. You're just, no. you're just hurting yourself to try to get some type of love and respect from somebody that you're never going to earn because you're not putting your foot down. You're taking it and taking it and taking it and rewarding them and rewarding them. Mm-hmm. Why would they change? Well, they know that they don't have to at Ex- that point. Exactly. And it's like, for anybody in that situation, if we can help you at all, it's painful to leave a friend behind that way, but, like, you might have to. Yeah. And it might be the wake-up call that that friend needs, Right. Too. I mean, exactly. It, yeah. So far, not for... Yeah, Rita. But I'm hoping that one day she can see that it. I don't know I, that it, she can do better. I was really yeah. hoping that you know by because it wasn't just me. It, right. it wasn't just me who said I can't do this with you. There was, mm-hmm. um, I think one other. I mean, it was at least me and and one other. Yeah. One of our friends who said, you know, I group. need to step away. And mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then it kind of, she kind of just drifted with everyone. Yeah. I mean, he really, again, isolated her and mm-hmm. she knew that nobody liked him. So, of course, naturally, you're going to fall into this little cocoon of mm-hmm. just you two because who else do you have? Right. So, I don't think that it affected her the way that, like, we wanted it to. Right. Um, and that also kind of hurts for us. Of course. Like, okay, wow. <laughs> um, of course. But on the but one hand, at least now you guys aren't just standing by like an audience watching her uh, yeah. in this bad situation. Because if she's not choosing to walk away, then that's one thing you can't make her. But you shouldn't all be stuck in the quicksand with her. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like watching it happen and being right. able to do nothing. Like, right. no, I'm going to I'm gonna do everything that I can, and mm-hmm. that includes not being your friend. And mm-hmm. if that's not enough, then I made the right decision. Then. Right. It's, yeah. So I hope one day that she can see that this is – you lost friends. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard because she probably knows that she didn't truly lose us. She knows right. that right. she – the love is still Absolutely there. Absolutely needed anything. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, there's no way I would be like, no. <laughs> you know what <laughs> Sorry. I mean? Sorry. It's, it's not in me to do that. But, and maybe that's part of the thing is, yeah. I don't know. He's enough for her right now. So, right. 
I hate to say it, but I hope one day he's not, and I hope one day she realizes there's so much more to life. It's crazy. I know, I know, and it's it's <laughs> it's kind of funny because Tori did end up splitting from her very toxic boyfriend. Yeah. But that <laughs> that wasn't how she got us all back in her life. She didn't do it because of us, I should say. That's no, that's the better no. way of saying it. She did it when she eventually got fed up and she eventually just hit a point where she couldn't take it anymore. It really didn't have anything to do with us. I'm pretty sure the relationship went on uh, at least a year, if not longer, after we were all gone. Yeah. If not longer. Probably longer. But probably longer, but I mean, at least she did it for herself, too. Exactly, yeah. It was on her terms. Yes. She was fed up with it. Mm -hmm. She knew she deserved more and made the decision and then, you know, Mm -hmm. tried to backtrack and and mend those friendships that Mm -hmm. were broken because of that situation. Right, and we're all still friends with her again. Um, There was no love lost because none of us... We all knew that it wasn't personal. It wasn't about us. It wasn't like she was choosing him over us in a malicious way. It was just she was so blinded by the idea that she could have a perfect family with him, with him and their daughter, that... She chose... Right. She chose nobody. Right, exactly. Exactly, right. And she knew... I think deep down she knew that it wasn't really possible, but she also knew that she was never going to not try. And I can't fault her for that. I mean, when when there's a child involved, you really want to do the yeah. best you can to give a genuine family for the child. It's not the child's fault. They, don't, they didn't ask to be brought in this world. But at the same time, I think deep down she knew that he wasn't going to do what he needed to do to make it happen. Right. So... I agree. She, I mean, you, there's always those what ifs, and I think mm-hmm. that's like the thing that I definitely learned being in relationships and growing up. And mm-hmm. you know, your mom is always right, and no, yeah. it's frustrating. <laughs> but my mom would be like, "Yeah, this is like great that you're happy, but like mm-hmm. not the one." Yeah, it's not and I'd be like, work. Mom, oh yeah, are you serious? Oh, like, yeah. don't do that. And she'd be like, "No, I fully support you, mm-hmm. like, but." I can just tell, you know, right. like you're not fully happy. And there's mm-hmm. these things that I know that are just not going to work out. And mm-hmm. you just have that feeling. But she was like, but right. you have to figure out the what ifs. Yeah. You have to do it on your own. And yeah. So did she. And, mm-hmm. You know, so did Rita. So. Yeah. I think that was the hardest part is that one day um, Tori's mom and I were talking. I just happened to bump into her at like the supermarket or something. And. It was when we had really started to drift apart. It's it it hadn't reached the point where like I totally had distanced myself, but like there was distance. And you know, she asked why I hadn't been around so much, and I I was honest with her. I mean, I love that woman dearly, and I wasn't gonna sugarcoat it or lie to her. I told her, I said I cannot be around that man. I just can't do it. I cannot do it. And she looked at me and said, she's going to need your help to get through this. And I I know you hate him, and I I can't say that I love him. I can't say he's my favorite, but that's my daughter, and I have to be there for her. And I said, I totally get that, but I don't think I can do it. 
And I think that's actually, (laughs) I was just going to say, that's where it comes back to because really, I mean, as a mom, you're never going to walk away from your kid, but I just, man, I couldn't do it. I, yeah, you're not her mom. Mm -hmm. You are her friend and you go into a friendship expecting Mm -hmm. the same thing that you give is a good friendship yeah and that's different than Mm -hmm. a mother-daughter relationship like you said Mm -hmm. none of us asked to be brought into this world right so if you're gonna bring me in i expect you to love me the whole time exactly what happens to me you did this (laughs) yeah anything i do is your fault (laughs) (laughs) exactly right but i mean I would, I would, a hundred percent. I already know. I would do the same thing for my yeah. dad, my son. Like that's unconditional. Yeah. A friendship is. You can get to that point. I think. I agree. But, I think that it, it's just like a relationship. It mm-hmm. takes work. Like definitely, you can't just. It can't be one sided. And right. I know that there's, sometimes where, you know. I might say to you, Chris, like, mm-hmm. I need it to be one-sided for yes. a week. I am yeah. struggling. Mm-hmm. I need you to be there for me. Yes. I promise that mm-hmm. I'm working on getting this friendship, like, getting Definitely. myself back to mm-hmm. being able to be another side right. in this friendship. Yeah. But right now, that's different than mm-hmm. just assuming that right. you're going to be yeah. the one side for However a long. amount yeah. of time. Because of somebody else exactly. in my life. Like, I'm not, I wouldn't push you to the back burner and be Mm-mm. like, well, this person's here, so. Right. I just need you to be there when I'm ready. Like, exactly. It, and that's what it turned into. We we became standby for when things were bad to pick them back up again. And it was like, I'm not even getting to enjoy the fun stuff with you anymore because when things are good with you and the boyfriend, that's when you want to really spend time with them. But then as soon as they knock you back down again, then you need me to help you get back up. And it was like all the negative is what we were experiencing. And we didn't get to have any of the good stuff. Right. Because a friendship, I mean, for the most part, you're supposed to really enjoy your friend's company. You're supposed to really enjoy talking to them, hanging out with them, catching up with them, even if it's just – Exactly. Even if it's just a 20-minute, you know, phone call, you're supposed to have fun talking to that person. It's supposed to bring you happiness. And if the only time your phone is ringing from that person is because they're devastated over today's argument with the boyfriend, that's, that's, that's there's nothing, exhausting. right, there's nothing coming from that friendship. Just like you said. And I mean, how many times have I reached out to you and said, Nick, I'm going to be super annoying this week. I'm having a rough one and I'm really sorry. (laughs) I'm going to be blowing up your phone. Don't feel obligated to answer every text. I just know that I'm going to be needy this week. But it doesn't last forever. And that is another side. That is another side of friendship where that's what we're here for. Like I tell you all the time. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Because you don't do it all the time (laughs) I just feel like I do it all the time (laughs) (laughs) most of the time Mm -hmm. we are texting each other funny TikToks and funny memes right dresses for weddings coming up and our puppies and it's or like 
telling all our secrets about what happened at work. Oh, yeah. You're never going to believe what happened. Oh, my God. Secrets. (laughs) Those are the things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not... I mean, of course, we're all going to go through hard times. And you want your friends to be there for you. But it can't be hard times all the time. You can't expect someone to be there for you Mm -hmm. and not reciprocate it. Right. Like, okay, have your few months. Like, it's hard because I know that I have a friendship with someone that she went through a very traumatic thing. That is totally 100% different. And if she needed two more years, even mm-hmm. now, I would give her the two more years, and I'd right. be like, I'm, I'm the one side, and Yes, you can be whatever side you need to be, yes. like, we'll figure it out. Right. But that's because before, mm-hmm. there was so much more. Right. You know? So exactly. There's, you can't just do it for no reason. Right. For a bad reason. There's, there's such a, a big difference between having the same problem repeatedly mm-hmm. every week and you change and nothing and you can easily change it maybe not easily I shouldn't say easily but there's a clear solution to it it'll be tough but you can do it mm-hmm. and then somebody genuinely having a problem that's out of their control or even like besides that friend even on my end I had a really rough time at work my dad got sick Mm-hmm. I went through a tough time during, you know, my home buying process. I felt like all these things were happening at once and I was not a fun friend for a minute there. But it was things totally out of my control and you were there for exactly. me because that's what a good friend does. It wasn't like I was just continuously letting the same problem happen and I wasn't doing anything right. to change it. Well, I was it's so like, different. I'm, we're going to get... We're going to get through this. We're going to get through it, and I'll be here, and we're going to get through it, and we'll figure it out, and Mm -hmm. it'll be fine, and what do you need from me? Right. And then we got through it. Right. Exactly. And here you are. Yes. Like, it wasn't like you were making all these decisions to be like, this is bad for me, but I'm going to do it anyways, and I need you to just accept it. Right. That's, you know? Mm -hmm. So... It's totally different. It is. So we value the same things. Ex- we have a very similar like outlook. Exactly. So it's, that that's very it's helpful. Never been that kind of friendship. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's super helpful when your friends value the same things and you know they're able to see things in the same light as you. Also, um, which is why I think so many people stress that you should find friends that when you look at their life, it's what you want for yourself. Like, you don't normally find a group of friends where two of them are heroin addicts and two of them are super (laughs) successful and, you know, two of them are hippy-dippies who live in a hut somewhere. Like, no, you're going to find groups of friends that are doing similar things or have similar outlooks or want similar goals. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that you can't have a friend who's totally different than you. Of course you can, but... But at the end of the day, they kind of want the same right outcome. right or at least something similar that you're around exactly yeah, yeah definitely nature yeah all right i feel like we rambled <laughs> now we're just rambling <laughs> it goes 
goes by so fast. It does. It does. I hope that this helps somebody. Like if you're having a hard time, I hope that this helped you know that you're not alone and that if you're debating a, a hard decision with a friend that, you know, you're not alone in it. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad friend. And, you know, sometimes you just have to do it. Yeah, you're not the only one who's had to make a, a hard decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both have had to do it, and I'm sure yeah. so many other people have too. It's yeah. just not an easy subject to talk about. Right, and just keep in mind, like Nick explained, <laughs> unconditional love is for your, you know, your parents, <laughs> eventually your significant other, <laughs> for some of us. I just... Not all of us get there. So many people's friendships. <laughs> They're like, I listened to a podcast and they told me the secret to friendship is not to put up with your shit anymore. <laughs> That's good advice. You guys should take that advice. So, uh, secret time. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Talking. I know we're so done now. Okay, oh guys. God. Well, if you want to reach out to us and talk to us about your stories with your difficult friendships. Um, definitely reach out to us. You can DM us on Instagram at the Secret Vault Podcast, um, or you can tweet us or DM us on Twitter uh, at Secret Vault Pod. And you can email us if you want to email us your story or tell us what's going on with you. The Secret Vault Podcast at gmail.com and all of our information as well as all of our updated episodes are on thesecretvaultpodcast.com yay yay we had fun talking to you guys today a little bit more serious but not fully <laughs> not too too serious not too too yeah. serious next week we'll we'll come up with something more fun to talk about yeah we'll lighten it up a little bit yeah maybe we'll tell some embarrassing stories we'll talk to you next week bye bye